Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 119 with Jack Rolfe, the creator and founder of the Coaching Lab Cards. Now, I first came across these cards about two or three months ago when I was on Twitter and I was so impressed and straight away I was intrigued. Now, I got myself a set and they've recently come in the mail. Now, this is gamification to the ultimate it is a must for all PE teachers and coaches, and we're going to get Jack's story, um, why he felt the need for such an amazing resource, um, and also, I just want to share that this isn't paid advertising. Jack didn't reach out. I reached out to him because I wanted to share his story and share these amazing resources because I want everybody using it because this is the way of the future, and Jack's passion to change the game is awesome. So enjoy my chat. This is episode number 119. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm really excited. I've got Jack all the way from the UK. How are you, buddy? All good, buddy. How are you going? Mate, I'm fantastic. Now, we're going to get into probably one of the coolest resources I've come across this year. But before we do that, mate, let's get into a little bit of your background, mate. Where... Talk talk about your education, your coaching, everything like that, please. Uh-huh. Um, I still like to be pretty, pretty fresh into the coaching world and consider myself an apprentice um, and kind of learning as much as possible at the moment. A recent graduate from Canterbury Christchurch, UK, um, down in Kent in the UK, um, of sports coaching science, uh, work at St. Lawrence College, coaching hockey full time and predominantly working in kind of youth development in field hockey. Um, Ventured out into various different environments, but at the moment in field hockey and, and absolutely loving it. Awesome, mate. Now, it, I've, uh, I was Googling you a little bit before just to get a little bit of an idea in there. There's a lot of uh, hockey photos in there. So um, I know you're a pretty modest guy, but uh, you've obviously played hockey at a high level. Uh, played a little bit, and I suppose that's probably how my coaching kind of came about. Um, when I was 18, kind of we have a Futures Cup tournament here in the UK, and that's an England selection tournament. Uh, unfortunately didn't get selected but one of my coaches and one of my good friends now Mike Joyce said why don't you come and do some coaching for me on one of his hockey camps and I said oh, okay why not um, and that's how my coaching kind of kick-started was through not ending hockey as a playing career um, but just venturing into something different so played in Perth a couple of years back that's been pretty cool yeah nice uh, but I leave the playing to my sister at the moment, she plays for England number 21, so I'll leave the younger sibling to that one. <laughs> Normally, the younger sibling gets all the talent. That's right, isn't it? Absolutely. It's all thanks to the older one, isn't it? <laughs> that's what I tell my youngest one as well. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, mate, obviously, the coaching lab and the cards we're going to talk about today, um, I absolutely mm-hmm. love and We're going to get into more of that. But um, I know you said you just recently into coaching, but um, one of the these cards are massively gamification and um, – I, I love this. I present workshops with this all around the world because it's such a such a high growth and engaging area. So have you always been into gamification or is, is this something you stumbled into? I suppose during my uh, university days, when I graduated in September, I've always called myself a pracademic, um, whereas I was a practical academic. I was studying at the same time, but also coaching. Um, 
and I just kind of had to, I'm dyslexic myself, so I had to work out of how do we connect theory to practice. Um, and working in youth development, you've got to, it's got to be leveled up, it's got to be gamification, and they know more about the game than I think I do, and I think a lot of the adults do. Whether that's a computer game or they're playing Uno or whatever, they know more about the game style of coaching than they do anything else. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. And I think uh, one of the biggest things when you start using gamification with anything is that people forget that they're actually participating in a hockey drill or they're doing a sequence or a, a simple activity because they're having so much fun, they're so engaged. So, mate, the coaching lab cards, and this is exactly what we're going to talk about today, I, like can't get enough of them. And, and I suppose the biggest thing for me is um, I've recently, I think last year I read Steve Jobs' uh, autobiography and, and the packaging uh, was something that he was really pedantic with. Now, your yeah. cards rocked up to me, mate, and straight away I was impressed before I even opened them. Was, was that uh, was that an intention? I suppose it is. I love my Apple products. Yep. Uh, and I've always been a secret lover of uh, graphic design and um, ergonomics and just making it user-friendly. And I think that's probably one way that, the cards are in plastic, like a debit card rather than paper. Um, particularly when you live in the UK, Dale, uh, it <laughs> rains a lot. It does. Uh, <laughs> and if I want the cards to be used properly and want them to be used by kids and across the youth landscape and sporting landscape, they couldn't be paper. They had to be plastic. They had to be usable. Um, I want them chucked around, basically. I want them all over various sporting turfs. Um, and, yeah, definitely that's been part of it. Uh, and mate, I can uh, I can vouch for that. I lived in uh, London for nearly three years, and uh, I reckon I've never seen so much rain or cold days in in so called summer. But uh, yeah. great place now, mate. You've obviously designed these cards, awesome. And when I opened it up, I I love the simplicity of it, you know, and the versatility. I suppose we're going to talk about that. So these aren't just for coaches, are they? Absolutely not. Um, for parent helpers, the the players, even to player led their own sessions. For anyone that's involved in, in invasion games, so you know soccer to AFL over your way and um, to rugby, hockey, you know all those invasion games that are, that are team based. Yeah, and that's I think that is exactly right, and not only for all those, but even professionals right down to junior sports. So, and and the thing I love about it the most, mate, is that the you've got sixty cards in there, and they're fantastic. You know, you've got the the fifty four, and I don't know if they're called mission cards, but or the yeah. is that what they're called, mission cards? Because that's what no, I would call them. Calling playing cards, mission yep. cards, definitely. Yeah, and I think that goes with the gamification. You've got your mission, you've got to go to it, and and there's so many different ones there. And but then the ones that I love the most are probably the the yellow cards in the pack, the six reflection questions. Now, as a coach, why is why are those questions so important? Um, I think if you have high challenge, you need high support. So if you're going to put your players through high challenge, whether that's in a constraints based um, environment. And during a game, you need to support that. And I think that's probably where the, the learning really is golden, is in that reflection after. Um, I think we can all go and play the game, but if we don't think about it, what are we going to take away and what are we going to improve next time? Yeah, and I think, mate, you nailed that right there because if they don't actually understand the players why they're doing something, they're not going to remember it. So I think that's why I love the cards. And only six of them, but the questions are so open-ended and they apply to any sport and any age. I think that's great. Now, mate, I was looking at these and, and surely you didn't just go, right, I'm going to make these cards up off the top of my head because I know exactly what I want. How did you come to the finished product? Was there a lot of testing, planning? 
Mm. I suppose they all say it starts with a problem. Um, and the problem was during my final year uh, undergrad, I had to write a dissertation. Uh, and I've been fascinated with psychology and fascinated about how you link that into delivery and how you integrate that and develop psychological skills in terms of, I believe the difference between super champs and champs is probably what goes on in the mind rather than goes on in the technique. Um, but how do you make that accessible for uh, grassroots coaches, for even national level coaches and international level coaches? And as I said earlier, we know more about gamification. We know more about playing a card game or playing a PlayStation game. So it's like, well, everyone knows how to play cards, but let's do it. Um, and purposefully didn't put many rules on it. So left it very open. Um, and that's why I think it actually says on one of the green cards now. It does, uh, yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. There, are, there are no set rules. Get creative with your surroundings and invite the players to engage with how these cards could be integrated. They usually got the best ideas. And how good is that? Because it's open ended. If, if as coaches we're always directing what to do, we're really shutting down that creativity, aren't we, Jack? Hundred percent. And I don't think we need to go searching for creativity. I think it's straight in front of us if we're open to it. Um, and we're an open book and I truly believe the kids know more than us and there's so much I learn from the kids that I work with and the players I work with um, they should learn the game yeah you know sometimes they're paid to be there uh, sometimes they want a scholarship to be there but they should own the game it's their game yeah, and I think that's the sign of a good coach when we allow our players to use that creativity, open their voice, and really think for themselves. So um, I, I was speaking to uh, John O'Sullivan from Change Your Game Project the other day, and he was on a previous podcast. Um, I asked him this, Jack, what's the biggest lesson uh, you've learned from somebody you've coached? Um, I've put it that deep understanding. Um, a couple of weeks back, we had a national final indoor Um with Repton Hockey Club, under 18 girls, and I could have gone storming in there saying, we need to do this, we need to do that. Uh, but we had a leadership group, and every decision was made within the group. Um, so the using the questions and them putting me in a situation where we worked out the questions together because of their knowledge. Um, and I think it would be unfair of me if I underestimated a player's knowledge. So what I learn is how much they know. They know a lot more than we actually think they know. Yeah, and I think uh, the biggest skill there is actually listening and by allowing them to talk, man, and taking that in board, the buy-in you would get is insane. I, and I love that. Great lesson for not only coaches, teachers, parents, anybody, but uh, that's that's a really good life lesson there, mate. So, um, it does make it vulnerable, I suppose, in a way, when you yeah. open yourself up a little bit. Um, but I think you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, I think, as Rick Charlesworth of Hockey Australia said once. I think, uh, and I'm a big fan of Brene Brown, and um, that's exactly uh, the mantra she goes with, mate. And I think by allowing yourself to be vulnerable, that you allow your players to be more confident and take that lead. And as you're saying, you've just come up with a game plan that, you know, didn't really come from you as a coach, did you? No, not at all. Uh, They're the ones playing the game as well, Dale. You know, they see it through a very different lens. You know, I stand on the sideline and, probably get quite angry sometimes at umpires, but actually they're, <laughs> they're the ones on the playing field. <laughs> they know what's going on more than I do. Yeah, they're actually in the heart to solve it. Now, Jack, mate, everyone's got an idea. Um, the easiest part is having an idea, and obviously you had that in your final year of uni, but 
Um, let's talk about the process. So from your idea, um, you've actually pulled the trigger, mate, and now you've got this awesome product that I can't speak highly enough. And um, I, as I've said before, I've never I've never backed a product on here that's not my own, and I've reached out to you because I truly believe in these. So how did you um, go from that idea, mate, to now having this product? What were the steps behind that? Um, I did see a, a pack of, of playing cards, uh, like poker kind of playing cards, I thought, well, why don't we just put some constraints on there? Uh, why don't we put a few little missions? And I actually started with post-it notes. So I used to write a post-it note and secretly give it to a player or secretly give it to a team. Um, and I found the impact really powerful because I could have very easily said, uh, you know, the Space Invaders card that I've got here is, you know, have a positive overload in the attacking zone. I could easily say that. But I think if you give someone something, just that little bit more powerful, um, so once I worked out that powerfulness of it, we had to go and find uh, a material that we could use. We had to go and, you know, I had to go and speak with other coaches, get their feelings. Was there? Did they think it was going to cheat the system? Did they think it was getting rid of coaching? Where did they think it stood? Um, and it, yeah, started with post-it notes, got to playing cards, uh, and then got to plastic, and then started with one club, uh, my own hockey club in Canterbury put them online because someone said, oh, I'll put them online. I thought, really? Um, I thought it was a bit of a mad idea. Um, and there they are, 14 different countries and various different places across the world. Wow, mate. And uh, I think the, the impact you are having, and I think it's it hasn't been accidental, but uh, you've just simply done this, not to make money, but to actually make a difference. And now the reach you're having, imagine, so you're in 14 different countries, different coaches using it. Imagine how many players you are impacting now, mate. That's that's awesome. Uh, it's, it's dead cool. And that's what, it, that's what it was about. It was about me having contact with some great people like yourself and having good conversations, but also just helping as many coaches and as many players deliver more better coaching than they already are. Yeah, yeah, and, and what a what a great message to have. So on the on the point of coaches, obviously uh, you, you're the coach at the moment. I've coached myself. Um, well, who's the best coach you've had or seen? Do you have a, a mentor or um, sort of role models you've based everything on? It's uh, a great question. I suppose my early one was, was Mike Joyce, um, who, who I think is an absolute legend. I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunities and he was quite big into sports psych. He was quite big into how do we prepare mentally as a group to go and play games. Um, but he was very much, it was about us. It wasn't about the players. That's one thing I've learned from him in particular. Um, spent a bit of time at Reading Football Club here in the UK at the moment, which is a Category 1 academy. Um, and Steve LaPere uh, there, so he's the under-13 coach a full-time under-13 coach, which is pretty impressive. Um, and he's been incredible. Just how everything evolves around player development. But everything is targeted towards the end in mind. They want to produce Premier League soccer players. So everything they do is around player development. And I find that um, quite inspiring, really, and really refreshing. Yeah, I, I love that, man. And you've, you've just mentioned mindset and obviously... Um, how, how big a role does that play? So at Reading and um, in young development and also obviously in the seniors and so forth now, how big is mindset playing in the game these days? I think it's probably the difference between sometimes when you win and when you lose. Um, and it's getting that mindset right. And winning to me isn't always getting three points. I think it's probably winning your mental battle. Um, 
and you set your targets towards that. Uh, one of the guys at Reading, they do some individual development plans and they make it super colourful, super bright with superheroes all over it um, and all their individual plans. So ask a question to the player, they write it down and before they go and play, that is their mental preparation sheet. So it might say, what are you going to do better than the opposition today? What are, what are parents going to say about you when they play, when they watch you? Um, so all those open mental questions that just stick with you during the game. Yeah, and I, I think that's a really good point that, you know, you only need to have one or two sentences or one or two little goals that you're trying to achieve. And um, I, I know we're talking about mindset, but I, that's the one reason I love your card so much, mate, because it takes away the focus of just scoring more goals or more tries than the other team because there's other missions that if you achieve, you win, isn't there? Absolutely. And we found that particularly in a school and a club environment where Sometimes the teams can be unbalanced and you end up winning 10-0, which is no benefit to anyone, actually. Putting a card into the mix creates a game within a game. Yeah. So there's a different mission and there's a different focus from the score. Um, and almost probably that a little bit more process-driven rather than outcome-driven. And, and not only that as well, it uh, incorporates a different mindset as we're just talking about that um, some of the players, you know, they've just been instructed their whole life. They're very good. They're very good at winning. They're dominant. But now they've got to try and do something that's going against winning. Um, do you find, and I see this with, when I run workshops with schools or staff or whatever, that because that mindset changes and the outcome's different, some people really struggle with it? Absolutely. And I think because you're being paid to coach, uh, and paid to, to do something, they almost feel you have to. But actually, I think provide the right environment and provide the right opportunities and you might just see the same results and you might be pleasantly surprised. So that's my challenge to, to coaches is to maybe sit back. Don't sit back on the beach and, and just watch <laughs> and be involved, but just sit back and just watch what they're doing and provide the right opportunities for them. Yeah, I, I, that's perfect, mate. And and so, my, sort of where I'm going with these cards. What's what's the future look for, mate? Like they're obviously so new. Um, I, I've seen so many people use them. As you said, they're in 14 different countries. What's your end goal or vision with the coaching lab cards? I'd like them to be as big as possible. <coughs> Excuse me, and just support as many coaches as possible, and to be in many different environments. Um, and we're gonna, we are going to do a booster deck. And we want coaches to contribute to that. Um, coaches have got some awesome ideas, as have the players. If the players have come up with a rule, well, actually, let's put it onto a card and do it as a booster deck later in the year. Um, we might do some scenario kind of stuff, a little bit around more gamification, what do you do in certain situations. Um, and we'd like to do some individual sports as well. So maybe a bit of cricket, maybe a bit of tennis. Um, so if there's anyone out there who wants to reach out and give us a hand on that one, that'd be awesome. Mate, I, I think that's fantastic. And when you're opening it up to everybody else, so people will be using it. And so, so Jack, if we've got uh, listeners here, and obviously I know a lot of people want to go get the cards because they are dead set awesome. Once you've got them, um, how do we contact you, mate, uh, through email or through socials so that we can make those changes and then obviously you're going to action that? So my personal Twitter is JPR underscore 25. Um, fire me a message and get straight back to you whenever Skype or whatever. Uh, and then you can find the coaching lab online. So the coaching lab.org with international delivery and we'll get those sent off for you straight away. And then on Twitter, we are at um, the underscore coaching lab. 
Um, and again, just sharing loads of different stuff. I'm a big believer in information shouldn't come from one source, whether that's a national governing body or organization. So we're sharing loads of different stuff and just putting things out there and just seeing what people think um, and getting their thoughts on various different areas. Yeah, great, mate. And I, I think the potential of these and the scope that you're dreaming up already, mate, that's really exciting. Now, um, I always like to ask my guest, Jack, a couple of questions before we sort of wrap up, mate. And um, uh-huh. these are pretty general, but um, looking back when you were 18, mate, and uh, just dominating the scene in the UK, um, yeah. if you could give yourself one bit of advice that you've learnt from uh, your coaching, creating these cards, your education, your hockey days of playing, everything mm-hmm. like that, what would that one bit of advice be that you could go back and tell your 18-year-old self? Uh, I'd probably ask more questions, and I think I'd probably challenge the coaches a lot more um, and really get what I wanted from sessions and from the season um, and ask a lot more questions, whether that's technically or tactically or about my own development. would have definitely been just asking a hell of a lot more questions to, to even my own teammates and to, and to the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I think you can never ask enough questions. Do you think that, though, comes with experience? Um, I know it's with particularly confidence as well. I, I, mm. I know as a young 18-year-old and you're just in the seniors or whatever, half the time you're so nervous you don't want to speak. Do you reckon that probably had something to do with it? I think a little bit and probably a little bit two-way that maybe some of my coaches were, were quite tough yeah, or came across quite tough, um, where there's a bit of a brick wall up there sometimes. Um, but it takes time and I think once you ask one question you, you've broken the ice you've smashed straight through it and you've got that connection yeah it, great advice mate and, and I think if coaches are out there listening and, and you're not uh, taking that advice on from your players and you're really missing out on so many different different opportunities and possibilities that uh, not only Jack's come through with today but there's also a lot of players out there now mate um, You've already got an amazing following and these cards are awesome, but what do you want to be remembered for? What's the legacy that you want to build? Um, an environment that's playful, exciting, uh, interactive, that's challenging for both the coach, the player, um, even the parents maybe, um, but just a, a really playful and engaging environment and sessions Um that's yeah that's just super cool that there's almost like a we have a soap series over here eastenders that is a bit of i want to come back the next week what's going to happen what are we going to do <laughs> mate the, the eastenders is very similar to uh home and away and neighbors in australia mate. They, they seem to uh not really go anywhere and one one wedding can last three months on them <laughs> Forever, don't they? <laughs> Mate, I love that. And I, so I just want to finish up and by saying, listeners, I, I went and bought these cards myself because I see the benefit. They're 19 quid or 19 pound uh, for a deck. Jack sends them out to you. They are amazing. Um, I'll have the links in the show notes. So if you go to energetic.education podcast, this is episode 119. Um, you can click on them, check them out. They are awesome. Um, Jack, from me, mate, I, I just want to commend you on um, actually, you know, pulling the trigger on your idea and uh, having such a big impact on players and coaches around the world, mate. And I know it's only early days, but you should be extremely proud of um, the amazing resource you've already created. Top man. Thanks a lot. Very grateful for your support and, and energy towards it. No worries at all, mate. Happy to promote a good product. So, guys, go out and buy a pack. They are legit amazing. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Cheers.